What's up, everyone, and welcome to the Playmakers Podcast. I'm your host, Haley Elwood, and on today's show, we're going to hear from Fox Sports broadcaster Shannon Spake. If you go on the Fox Sports Press Pass website, you'll see Spake has quite the resume. This year, she was named host of Fox's NASCAR race coverage, along with her duties working the sidelines for the NFL on Fox for the fourth season. We'll talk to her about balancing it all, any advice she has for those wanting to get into the biz, and because she'll be on the call for the Chargers-Bears game on Sunday, what she makes of that matchup as well. So now let's bring in Shannon Spake presented by Mercury Insurance. All right, now let's welcome in Shannon Spake. Shannon, how are you today? I'm doing great. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. So I want to get started just kind of talking about you and your jobs because you do a lot. In the fall, you work sidelines for the NFL on Fox on Sundays, but you're also the host of Fox's NASCAR race coverage. But what do you love about your in-season schedule balancing the two? Um, I I would say balance is not the word to use, actually. (laughs) Uh, right now, there, there's very little uh, just because of the back and forth between NASCAR and NFL. It's super busy right now. Yeah. Uh, we have about four more weeks of, of NASCAR. And so I, I host the show for Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. I host Race Hub here in Charlotte. Uh, I usually have Thursdays off. I am traveling to um, Chicago a day early this week because my, my father and grandfather actually live out, out in that area. So I'll be going out there a day early and then uh, come home Sunday night and then do it all over again. But, uh, you know, I've I've always been really blessed because I get to do different sports and I get to cover different sports, which I think helps keep me fresh. Um, each time I'm talking about the, the, the different thing or the, uh, the different players or the different drivers, uh, being able to go and get a different perspective on Sundays and then kind of bring that back to the show on Monday, I think is hugely beneficial for me. Uh, and it's something I really love to do. Yeah. When you talk about kind of tying those two together, you obviously have a front row seat and both of the sports are very different, but what are some Mm -hmm. sort of parallels between the two that may not be so obvious when you just kind of compare them up front? Yeah. So it's funny, you know, we, I covered Detroit last week and they were coming off of those controversial plays Mm -hmm. where, you know, right at the end of the game, a lot of people considered that being sort of the, the thing that cost Detroit the game. And, you know, Matt Patricia brought his guys in on Wednesday and, and he showed them like 30 different plays from that game. And he said, this is actually the reason that we lost the game, not that one play. And, and that does remind me a lot of racing because in racing, you know, if you're coming down to the final wire of the season and the guy's trying to, to make it to Miami for our final for our championship for uh, the format, that we have has that we have four drivers that compete for the championship and those guys look at that last race before Miami and they say well this isn't the reason that I didn't make it to Miami it's the other races before that it's the mistakes that I made here it's the mistakes that I made there so I think that those parallels certainly um certainly are are similar and I just think in terms of sports in terms of just uh athletes going out there and, and pushing themselves to their limits mentally and physically. I don't care whether you're in the car or on a football field or on a, uh, you know, a baseball mound on, on a hardwoods of basketball. Those, those athletes all kind of go through the same thing mentally and physically. So in terms of your sideline reporting, when you're on the sidelines, what are things that you're looking for? What are you kind of trying to relay to the viewers? Yeah, I had a really good friend uh, that I worked with. Uh, one of my mentors told me early on in my career when I was trying to figure that question out, trying to figure out where to find the story. And, and he told me to just watch the ball. And, and, and that, that obviously means watch the, the football on the field, but it just means watch the ball. Where is it going? Where is the storyline? And I feel like I always try to position myself. If a secondary is just getting blown up, right, by a receiver, then I'm going to go see what the secondary is, is doing, how they're responding to that. And then on the flip side, if a receiver is just getting shut down by 
by one guy, specifically by one of those defensive backs, I'm going to go see how that receiver is responding. If the quarterback's struggling, is he going and talking to his offensive line? If a running back is, is, uh, is, is struggling, same kind of thing. I think that that's where the stories are. Those guys trying to overcome something. Um, I always find those to be the stories that I'm I, – I, anyone can tell you, right, when, when teams are doing well, they're celebrating. They're yeah. excited. They're happy. What's going on when people are trying to overcome uh, adversity? And, and that's kind of what I look for in games. How many steps do you log in a given Sunday? I don't actually carry like uh, I don't I don't carry my phone on me. It's <laughs> funny because like teams will always be like we text you the uh, you know the injuries and, and I'm like, like I don't, don't have my phone it. on me. <laughs> yeah, uh, but a lot. I'm running from sideline to sideline, but it's not, I don't mind doing that. I I love it. I don't I don't have an assistant that's down there with me. I don't have anybody covering one sideline. Mm-hmm. I I really enjoy because again I don't want to hold anyone else accountable, right? So if somebody tells me I saw so and so go into the locker room. And then I tell my producer that, and then if that's not the truth, or if, if they say that they, they saw something and then it turns out to not to be the truth, I would rather just hold myself accountable in those situations than have to depend on somebody else. So also, in speaking of steps, you do a series called One Up, One Down for Fox. Yes. How would you mm-hmm. describe it for those who may not have seen it and sort of what went into the genesis of it? So back in 2000, I think it was 2014 when I was covering college, uh, my uh, analyst, Brock Heward, we were at Tennessee, and he just ran, like, casually looked at me and said, hey, do you want to run stadium stairs today? And I was like, oh, that sounds kind of fun. Yeah, let's do it. So we ended up doing that stadium. And then every single week we would do the stadium stairs where we would go. Brock kind of stopped, but I kept going. And, and I've actually done, like, 39 different stadiums at this point from college football, college basketball, uh, NFL, uh, NBA stadiums. I've done some NASCAR tracks. And so a couple of years ago, uh, Fox came to me and said, hey, let's do something with this. It's something that you're doing anyways. So we came up with this idea to just kind of rapid fire interview a player in the time that it takes me to run up one stair and down another stair. So it's actually something that I do. Mm-hmm. I do run the stairs. I do about 45 minutes to an hour every week. Uh, I think it's so cool. Like, and people, the next question will be, what's your favorite one to do? Yeah. I, I ran Penn State. I ran Beaver Stadium. And it was Friday morning, 7 a.m. And there was, there, there, was, there was not another soul in that entire stadium uh, with me. And, and that was one of those moments where you're kind of standing at the tallest point of that stadium looking down and, and just realizing how cool it is to be in that environment and have that access to that stadium at that time. And and so that was that was my favorite, my, my most favorite stadium run. Yeah, that's a moment to take that all in. Yeah, it was very cool. So you've said that you've started your career out in production, and I'm not even making a joke here with the steps thing, but here comes another thing. But you said that you used every step on the ladder to get to where you are. So what advice would you give to those who may be wanting to break in or maybe feel they aren't climbing as quickly as they should? Uh, well, I think be patient. Yeah. Um, it's, it's funny because I, I, I do talk to a lot of uh, people who are getting out of college, young, young people. And I didn't actually figure out what I wanted to do till I was about 26 or 27. Yep. That's kind of yeah. when I started. So, so I tell, first of all, I tell people that are getting out of college, if they already know what they want to do, they are way ahead of the game. And I think just to be patient because it will come, right? Mm-hmm. If you're a hard worker and, and, and you're passionate, I always say you cannot fake passion. So if it's something you're passionate about, uh, I, I truly believe if you put in the time and you put in the effort and um, make the right connections and work really, really hard, it'll come. But uh, I think being patient, there's so many young kids who are like, I'm gonna, I got to do it right now. Yeah. 
Exactly. Like, it's, it's, it's going to be okay. I promise you. If I've made it to this point, you're you going to be too. okay. <laughs> yes. We'll get back to our conversation with Shannon in a few, but we wanted to remind you that you won't miss a minute of the action with the official Los Angeles Chargers app. Follow real-time stats, watch your favorite Bolts programming, and live local Chargers games all season long. Download today at chargers.com slash app. Geographic and device restrictions apply. Local and primetime games only. Data charges may apply. Chargers fans, we know you love the Bolts, but you probably also love saving money too. And Mercury Insurance can help with that because Chargers fans save an average of $769 with Mercury. That'll get you great seats for the next game and jerseys for the whole family too. So what are you waiting for? Get a quote today at mercuryinsurance.com to see how much you could save. It only takes a few minutes to switch and it could save you a lot of money. Don't wait. Get a quote today at mercuryinsurance.com and go Chargers. Savings info based on 2019 California Department of Insurance Rate Comparison Profile 38A. Individual savings may vary. Now let's get back to the interview with Shannon Spake, presented by Mercury Insurance. So let's get into this game. The Chargers are coming into Chicago to take on the Bears. Bolts are 2-5, and five, Bears 3-3, three and three, both teams coming off losses. What are your overall thoughts on this one? I want to see if they can run the ball, yeah. both of these teams, right? And I think that weather may be a factor. And if it is, then the passing game could certainly be a challenge for both of these teams. And uh, and they will have to put it on the ground and, and try to run it. It's, it's a tough season for a lot of teams. And, and these are two teams that are certainly struggling with the emotions of the season, with the external noise that both of these teams are hearing. Mm-hmm. And I know you're right there with, with these Chargers. And I know that that was an emotional emotional moment I, I Melvin Gordon I know he was sitting on the, the bench showing his emotion and so it'll be interesting to see how they rebound how they practice this week and I know you'll be in there and and seeing uh just how that happens and, and certainly how they feel as they're getting closer to this game on Sunday you know but a lot of a lot of at this level you know at this level these guys are pros and they've been through this before and they know that they have to put it behind them and they yep. know they have to look ahead and uh, and we'll see how both of these teams do in doing that. It's the external stuff. It's all the talk, right? All the and I know noise. these coaches do a really good job of trying to block that out. But it is hard. It's hard with social media, and it's hard with the 24-hour news organizations and, and you know NFL Network and Fox Sports and, and ESPN talking, talking, talking. And, and we'll see how these teams do in, uh, in making that happen. Is there a team in your eyes that needs this one more than, say, the other? Oh, I, I think it's, uh, it's no, <laughs> I think, I think they, yeah, I do. I mean, I think obviously with all the talk about Trubisky, I think for confidence, this will be a huge game. I mean, Rivers, he, he's been there, done that. Mm-hmm. He, he's a veteran. He's been in these situations before. He knows how this whole game goes. And, and I don't think confidence is an issue uh, with, with your guy under center. Uh, but I think for Mitchell Trubisky, when he's, when he's struggling the way that he is, and, and again, all that outside noise, I do think this is an important game for his confidence. Soldier Field is one of those historical NFL meccas, if you will. But just what is it like to play there? Yeah, so I actually, in, in like 1984, 1985, I was a big Chicago Bears fan. I grew up a Dolphins fan, but that was like the one year, you know, they went to the Super Bowl and, and you know, Walter Payton. And uh, I actually got, uh, when they when they turned over the field from turf to, to, uh, to what they had turned it over to in, in the 90s or or 2000 or redid the surface of the field. I actually got a piece of the original turf from soldier field. So yes. So when I went there for the first time, I don't care what it looks like on the outside. (laughs) I don't care 
if they dome it. I don't care if they put if they put a, a you know a UFO on top of that yep. thing. I, I freeze around. You walk onto that field and it is Soldier Field, right? Mm-hmm. It, you feel you feel the history. You feel the sidelines. You can look into the stands. You know that you have you're standing where some of the greatest players of all time have stood, and, and it is. Um, it is a step back in time for me, despite, like I said, what it looks like from the outside. I just think it was for me to walk out of that tunnel for the first time and walk onto that field. I felt it. And I, and I know you said this will be the first time that you're going there. I promise you, you'll feel it too. It gives me chills just listening to you talk about it. Cause I've been, to, I've been to Lambo <laughs> and I know it's kind of in that same realm. So just hearing you. Yeah. I literally have chills right now. Just, just thinking about it. Yeah. It's pretty cool. And, and you go to their practice facility and there's like this huge poster of Walter Payton, like this huge mural of him, like in the, the practice facility. And you're like, oh, my God, that's Walter Payton, yeah. you know, and, and I mean, it's, it, it's hard. Again, it's hard not to just take a moment and recognize just where you are. Khalil Mack, he has not had a sack in two games. But the kind of ironic fun fact here when I was kind of researching this is that his first career sack came against Phillip Rivers in 2014. So how do you contain a guy like him so that he goes a third game without a sack? Pray. <laughs> Do a lot of that. Um, I mean, he is, he is who he is, yeah. right? I mean, there are a few defensive players in the league that just are difference makers and are disruptive and, and, Game and, and records. granted, yes. And, and he is one of those guys. He not only um, physically and, and just the presence that he has, but if you talk to any of those Bears players, the way that he affects that locker room, mm-hmm. the way that he practices who he is, uh, it, 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 he is just, he is a force, uh, not just physically, but just from a motivational and a leadership uh, standpoint. He's, he's incredible to watch. Like, I mean, like you get to see Aaron Donald a lot out there. He's mm-hmm. the same kind of thing, right? Where, you know, they, they just are difference makers. They are uh, unique players who um, are, are once in a, once in a season, once in a career kind of guy. So we know we talked a little bit, weather may be a factor. We talked about sort of these two offenses struggling a little bit, if you will, in terms of the bears offense, how can the chargers defense take advantage of them? Well, I think you got to continue to try to disrupt Trubisky, right? I mean, you know that he's already uh, struggling uh, externally and, and, and from what we've heard, maybe, maybe with the confidence. And, and I think that that's what you have to do. Uh, I think you've got to get, you got to get to that offensive line. You've got to put pressure on Mitchell Trubisky. You've got to try to make him um, uncomfortable. Yeah. And, uh, and, and that's the key. It, it all starts up front. You know that I know that mm-hmm. it starts with that defensive line and that offensive line. And if you can get to him, uh, then I think it's going to be a really, really long day for the Bears. So in keeping with that defensive line theme, two guys, one of them up on the D-line that have been really just standouts for the Chargers as of late come from the 2016 draft class, Joey Bosa and Hunter Henry. Bosa had two sacks last week and a forced fumble. Hunter has put up 197 yards over the last two games. At this point in the season, what can you say about their performances? Oh, well, I mean, I think Bosa, I mean, he speaks for himself, right? I mean, I've been watching him for a very long time, uh, you know, at Ohio State. And, and obviously, the, the genes, uh, the gene pool runs yep. deep in, runs in that deep Bosa in that family. family. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
they, uh, I don't know what, I don't know what their mom was, was, uh, you know, eating while she was carrying those two boys, but I, I should have found that out when I was having my kids. <laughs> as far as Hunter Henry, I love the tight end position. I think that the tight end position is, is sort of the coolest in the league right now, right? I mean, these are big guys that go out there and block. And these are big guys who can be really disruptive. And Hunter Henry, like, he's open, like, if the ball is, like, four feet away from him, Mm -hmm. he's open. Like, he can really kind of make things happen. And I I love that tight end position. I think that they're dynamic. I think that they're interesting to watch and uh, just a lot of fun. And then lastly, Shannon, just kind of overall keys to victory for the Chargers. Uh, Again, get pressure on Trubisky. Try to run the ball. You know, and, and I think biggest thing is you just have to put last week behind them. Yep. Move forward. Yep. Move forward. All right. Well, thank you so much. We so appreciate you hopping on Playmakers this week, and we will see you in Chicago. And, and I'm, I'm looking forward to sharing the sidelines with you this weekend. Yeah, I'll see you down there. I'm going to try to run stairs, so I'll let you know when I'm going to do it. If you <laughs> want to come and join me, you're welcome will, to join me. <laughs> I'll bring my Nikes. I will not put my heeled booties on, and we'll do it together. Shoot me a text. All and right. We'll get it done. And that's a wrap on this week's episode of Playmakers. So many thanks to Shannon Spake for talking about her career and previewing this Sunday's game against the Bears. One final reminder to subscribe to the Chargers Podcast Network wherever you listen to your podcasts, including now Spotify and SoundCloud. It is your one-stop shop for all things Chargers directly from the team, including in-depth conversations and analysis with players, coaches, executives, national reporters and broadcasters, and much more. Be sure to rate and review, and thanks for listening. Catch you guys next time.